Good day to everyone. My name is uh, Doreen Mora Moracha from Nairobi, Kenya. I am a social media content creator uh, on matters HIV and AIDS as well as sexual reproductive health and rights. And uh, joining me today is Jenny and I would like Jenny to introduce herself, tell us what she does, and uh, then I will introduce this awesome session today. Jenny? Thank you very much, and it's an absolute pleasure to be here with you. Um, my name is Jenny Cousins, so I work for Veep Healthcare in the Positive Action Team. Um, my title is Director of Strategic Partnerships and Business Engagements, and I've had the pleasure of working for Veep for three and a half years, but um, also working for GSK um, that Veep is part of for coming up to 13 years. So a long time here, but um, it's an absolute pleasure to do my job because I have the opportunity to work with amazing partners uh, such as Y Plus Global, a lot of other youth-led organizations, and I also manage the uh, the relationship and partnership, the Her Voice Fund. Um, so yes, it's really lovely to meet you and really happy to be part of today's conversation. Thank you so much, Jenny, and thank you for uh introducing yourself and it's glad that you describe Y plus global as an amazing organization so this particular session today is about funding youth-led movements and we want to understand what are the benefits of funding youth-led movements and how to and we are also going to highlight the success stories on engaging adolescent girls and young women in different youth-led movements so today I want to introduce the session like officially now and I am going to go direct to the questions and um, the number one question that I have for you Jenny is why do you think it is important to fund youth-led organizations and youth leadership programs centered on young people in our diversity? Thank you. I think that's a really good question. Um, and it's something, as I've mentioned, that I've had the pleasure of being part of in the last over the last three years. Um, the Healthcare Positive Action is a very, very firm believer um, in nothing about us without us. Um, and hopefully that comes through in some of the funding decisions that we've made over the, well, over the 30 years um, since Positive Action has been about, and certainly over the last 10 years, um, where we had specific funds for um, funding adolescent programs, and more recently as part of our broader paediatric work and our focus on adolescent girls and young women. Um, we feel it's incredibly important to fund youth-led organisations because nobody knows what youth needs more than youth themselves. Um, so I can't even imagine working on a programme that's for the youth without it being led by the youth. Um, you know how to communicate with each other, you know what the needs of the community are. And funding youth-led organisations doesn't just mean funding programmatic interventions but it's bigger than that it's about supporting capacity building supporting leadership programs um, various different projects within it so um, it might be uh, monetary interventions and social enterprises and there's so much more that goes into it I think the other thing as well that funding an organization like 
uh, Y Plus Global is, is things like the Ethical Engagements Project that was launched at AIDS 2022. Um, so not only are we looking at investing in one specific youth-led organisation, it's about creating that framework for others to also know how to ethically engage and work with young people. Um, so for us, it's incredibly important. I'll stop there for now. Thank you so much, uh, Jenny, and uh, thank you for also highlighting the fact that nobody knows what young people need except for young people themselves, and that is young people in all their diversities. They know how to talk to each other, they know how to uh, s come up with the needs, they know where the there's a, a TikTok song that says, you know where the danger is, so the young people know where the danger is, and uh it's it's uh, it's really grateful that Viv gets to give a voice to the young people in all their diversities to come up with all of these different interventions that are actually leading to a greater cause. And uh, we really, really appreciate Viv for that. So the second question is, uh, what is the importance of engaging adolescent girls and young women in key decision spaces? Thank you. Um, AGYW are incredibly close to Positive Action's heart. Um, we obviously know that the, the greatest burden of HIV new infections still lies in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, and it's just so alarming to see that up to 5,000 young women are still infected with HIV every week. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just really, really upsetting that we're still in that position um, after so many advances have been made um, in the HIV space. Um, so from, a, from an HIV prevention and treatment and care perspective, of course, it stays very close to Vibe's, um, Vibe's mission as being the only organisation that's 100% focused on HIV. Um, in terms of AGYW, being involved in decisions that affect their health. I don't understand how programmes could be designed and implemented without listening to the voice of AGYW. Um, and that's particularly important if we think about the Her Voice, uh, the Her Voice Fund project um, that Vive has been proud to sponsor for and support for a number of years. Um, I think the move from um, the pilot to over to her to Y Plus Global as the implementers was the was exactly the right thing to do in terms of ensuring young voices, especially those voices of AGYW, are heard. Your the Y Plus networks are so strong in sub-Saharan Africa, and being able to make those connections together with the Global Fund onto the country coordinating mechanisms, the CCMs, and having that voice at the table is absolutely critical for the success of any programs that are implemented via the Global Fund or otherwise of the funding from Global Fund in, in order to ensure that um, the needs are responded to appropriately in country. Um, and the Her Voice Fund um, is a perfect example of that in terms of being functional in, in multiple countries in 13 countries across sub-Saharan Africa and having that seat at the table. So the Her Voice Fund remains one of our um, most important and strategic partnerships that we have. Thank you so much, uh, Jenny, for that. And uh, I would like to slightly highlight something about uh, Her Voice Fund. And I really, really thank Viv for supporting Her Voice Fund that uh, 
it basically goes to the needs of the adolescent girls and young people specific to the 13 countries because one thing about uh, most of the the hiv response sometimes the needs of particular populations are not met but uh, her voice fund actually supports meaningful engagement and leadership of adolescent girls and young women from different community based organizations so that alone puts adolescent girls and young women at the center on the table to make their own decisions in what they want seen in the hiv response that is in prevention treatment care support and that basically brings uh, the as much as we are we are unaid says we are in danger with the numbers that we have but i feel like we are also doing a good job in terms of ensuring that adolescent girls and young women are involved in the policy processes are also involved in advocacy in the hiv response so we are really grateful as y plus global for the chance that uh, viv is uh, giving adolescent girls and young women and also for bringing them to the table and not leaving them behind because nothing can happen for them without them on the table so i'm going to go to the third question and uh, that is um what opportunities are available for engaging adolescent girls and young women meaningfully just on that question thank you for it do you mean from a funding perspective or is there something specific um for, for positive action that you refer to with the question so that that can be from a funding perspective from a leadership perspective or even from the positive action perspective thank you for the clarity um i okay. think the biggest, the biggest project that we have and support um is the her voice pro the her voice fund project so mm -hmm. i think that's um, the biggest opportunity is to basically build on all of the successes that we've seen through Y Plus Global over the over the last coming year, uh, over the previous years. I yeah. think the launch of the new Y Plus strategy and the fact that the Her Voice Fund has been so well integrated within the strategy and vice versa, so the the Y Plus strategy into the Her Voice Fund as well means that it gives it that extra sort of sustainability and the fact it doesn't sit alone as an independent project. Mm -hmm. I think what we hope to see in the future is that some of the amazing work that's being done by the AGYW-led organisations and the women themselves um, is further brought on. So that impact becomes stronger and stronger and that we then use that as, um, as, as a a project that can be replicated um, either with more grantees or bigger investments um, mm -hmm. and also the individuals themselves through the different leadership programs that have also been implemented and supported by the global fund and the work that Y plus is doing with other organizations such as PATA for example um, mm -hmm. the women that are being supported through the organizations go on to become their own leaders and and potentially build on all the skills that they've learned uh, into more sustainable long-term projects that don't rely so much on one particular donor, for example. Um, yeah. So it's that sustainability that's cut, that comes from not just the programmatic experience, but also that development of themselves as leaders. Um, so we would really like to see that continue. Um, in terms of other funding opportunities, um, I can only really speak from a positive action perspective, but what we try yeah. to do 
throughout the year is we we have two funding streams so one called strategic partnerships which is i which i lead on and the Havoice okay. fund is within uh, a strategic partnership but we also okay. have uh, community strategic initiatives so csi and that is i guess something that's more of the positive action heritage and heartland where we launch a call for proposals probably about three times a year um, and then we fund specific um, thematic priorities so it could be adolescent mothers living with HIV or it yeah. could be a specific prevention round uh, that looks at different interventions uh, the focus on young women um, and scaling up interventions for example um, and that can be something that for example a adolescent um, girls and young women led organization that was previously um, a recipient of a small Her Voice Fund grant might be able to apply to me for a much larger grant and use some of the experiences and the evidence of success that they've had through Her Voice Fund and then mm -hmm. say this is model that we know works how do we then replicate that and expand it and grow it and then with increased funding they're able to do that so it's kind of almost like seed funding through the her voice fund you build okay. that evidence build that impact and then that leads to a large grant either from us or from others um, and also working with uh, women for global fund for example and their networks um, that could put some of these AGYW-led organisations in touch with other donors, other supporters, and it doesn't have to be just financial, it could be through capacity or technical assistance um, or other leadership opportunities. Um, and we see that that's kind of the cycle of the different funding opportunities that flows through. And certainly for AGYW, that will remain a focus of the positive action strategy moving forward. Um. <clears throat> Thank you so much uh, for that journey and uh, thank you for also highlighting the fact that, you know, most of the time when you speak about funding, we are always only speaking about the money perspective, but also there is the aspect of capacity building, because if you give me money and I am not well capacity built, the implementation of that project might also fail. So thank you that you have covered all bases but i have a question for you about sustainability how do you ensure or rather do you envision uh sustainability of especially uh the positive action um project going forward is there sustainability or after a while it's gone and then we start a whole other new uh project based on uh, adolescent girls and young women especially from the vive perspective I think that's a really good question and it's something that we always focus on so every time we review an application we have yeah. a number of things in mind so important ones are how the grantee um, engages with the community for example um, is it community-led uh, is it is it off the back of identifying a specific community need for example um, when it comes to sustainability, that's also what we look at. If a project doesn't demonstrate how it's going to be sustained after um, our funding comes to an end, then we do have to think about whether it's the right thing to fund or not. Because as you say, there is no point having multiple pilots running all the time with no sustainability plan. So what we will look at, I mean, there's some practical things we look at from a governance perspective. So if an organization comes to us for funding, 
we will only fund up to 50% of an organization's revenue. Um, and the main reason being from a sustainability perspective. So can that organization um, survive without the support of VIVE? If it can't, then it's, it gives us a good indication that the project isn't sustainable. So we will look at practical measures like that and practical calculations also from a bit more of a, a longevity perspective one of the questions will be how does this particular project that you want to implement how does that fit within the broader context so how is it working towards for example very high level some of the un goals or some of the overarching prevention strategies for example but also how is that cbo or organization um, working together with local government and local healthcare facilities and things like that. Um, if there is no evidence that the project is joined up at multiple levels, then that would indicate to us that it's possibly not sustainable. Um, we will also look for examples of how um, the organization wishes to scale up the project. Um, so we want them to have really thought through how in five years time when the when the donor monies disappear um, or have to you know, be prioritized or whatever happens, but how will that organization then look to be able to sustain the project? And we want to know that the organization has a plan at least. Um, so there are lots of different things that we look at when it comes to sustainability, but a short answer to your question, if we believe that the project isn't sustainable then we will of course go back to the grantee and ask for that sustainability plan and if it really hasn't thought through that we may have to decline the opportunity to fund because as you say unless there is a plan it will it will have very limited impacts and if anything it could end up going backwards when you give people security from a say project implementation perspective and then in a year or two that funding dries up it's not it doesn't work for anybody um thank you so much jenny and uh, indeed you raise very important points that uh, without a sustainability plan then uh, definitely we are going to have so many pilot projects that do not have any way forward and uh, the fact that you go back and ask the organization themselves what exactly is your plan after the donor money is over and uh, i also love the fact that you fund you have to ensure that you're funding the 50 percent and then the organization has to come through with their own money to show that they are putting their money uh, do we say that you put your foot where the money is or your money where the foot is that one <laughs> that particular uh, comment but uh, basically you have to ensure that also the organization has the intentionality because it's one thing especially when it comes to funding intentional funding is very very important that we, we we are funding this project but what do we hope to achieve how do we hope to keep it going how do we hope that especially this particular cohort of adolescent girls and young women are actually uh we are leaving an impact in their lives and it's not just another funding and we are done and we go to the next uh, to the next particular cohort or to the next particular project so that is such an amazing job that Viv is doing uh, so I want to ask you one last question and uh, that question is what has been your proud moment in the last three years that you've said uh, you have been working with Viv what has been your proudest moment so far especially with the positive action Wow, what a question. That's a really, yeah. I mean, there are so many proud moments. If I think, I'd probably say my, the work that I do 
every day with Y plus, um, and especially the way that a number of a, a number of individuals have have worked on the Her Voice Fund. Um, so implementing the Her Voice Fund kind of on behalf of Global Fund and and Veep Healthcare, I think that's probably overall um, this kind of the the most compelling and inspirational thing I've seen. Um, if I think about where we were two and a half years ago when we um, launched the Her Voice Fund with Y Plus Global and all, it, it seemed, from if, I, if I'm talking frankly, it seemed the more most difficult, um, I suppose, start to a project because Y Plus Global was in its infancy. It wasn't registered. We had to, they were fiscal hosted by GMP Plus. Um, and then seeing that transition from Y Plus Global as an organization from obviously with the technical assistance from GMP Plus, et cetera, and then moving into where it is now um, as its registered entity with a, a such a huge support, supportive donor base, for example, and partnership based, and seeing the individuals within it speak at such high profile events. Um, and even like with, I remember Maxi taking, Maximina taking part um, in a UN um, discussion with Winnie at one of the conferences. And just think that's amazing how much she's grown um, and so much the, her voice ambassadors have grown uh, through being part of the, part of the project, um, through their own leadership, um, through their own decision-making and the impact they're having. I would say working on the Her Voice Fund has, has been my proudest moment over a sustained period. And it just goes from strength to strength. Uh, I want to really say I agree with you on uh, working with uh, especially the ambassadors because I, I have briefly worked with uh, the Kenyan ambassadors and their adolescent girls and young women program here and seeing the girls grow like from where I met them to by the time we finished it was so amazing like it felt very fulfilling that I did not leave them the way I found them in the beginning. So I can proudly tell you that I, I agree with you on that, on the fact that you have seen it grow from the, at least you've been there from the beginning, but yeah. it's it's like seeing something you've worked on grow, uh, grow from where you got it from infancy to now it's walking and it's talking. <laughs> like not literally, but you know, it is really, really amazing it makes you feel very proud yeah well that the um the voice fund project team at white plus as well how they've gone <laughs> from um a, a very different relationship with the donors to where we are now so very much yeah. before it was us sharing what we want to see whereas over time um we've said to Y plus you need to lead this now because you've got the ability you've got the experience um you've got the drive and enthusiasm we want to see you lead it and they've absolutely done that and i think that's been really amazing to see as well so it moved from a kind of a, a donor organization relationship into one where Y plus is absolutely leading from the front ah that is that is truly truly amazing and the growth the growth is really it's it's so overwhelming just to see it and uh, now as we are wrapping up i don't know whether you have any last words to say for to y plus global to the her voice fund ambassadors anybody just any last words from your end before i wrap up the session only 
A huge thank you. I think every time I join calls or we have our global steering committee meetings, it's, yeah, it's humbling to see um, how much work happens, the passion, the enthusiasm of the team, um, and just the, the impact that's being delivered. So just a huge thank you to everybody at Y Plus um, and all the people I work with on the Her Voice Fund, including the ambassadors, the AGYW-led organizations, and also the, the broader partners such as Petter and obviously Global Fund and, and the people that are involved. Thank you so much. And I uh, also want to send a huge, huge shout out to all the strategic partners involved that is uh, Viv, um, the Y Plus Global Partner, and also um, the Global Fund, as you have mentioned them, uh, for not only believing in adolescent girls and young women's programs, but also giving them a chance, giving them a seat at the table, just ensuring that they exist, they are acknowledged in all their diversities, and they are there to represent the different voices from their own communities. So, so far as we have, uh, today we were talking about um, funding youth-led movements. What are some of the fund, uh, what are some of the benefits of funding youth-led movements, as well as sharing success stories on engaging adolescent girls and young women. And uh, Jenny has highlighted the success story when it comes to positive actions in terms of working with the Her Voice Fund and the ambassadors and all the other community-led organizations that are implementing adolescent girls and young women's programs. And uh, we have seen that uh, some uh, bringing young people to the table, especially when it comes to matters of leadership, capacity building, is basically giving them a chance to express what they need so that nobody because we know that no shoe uh, fits every size we know that and uh, we through through funding to youth-led movements this has actually been made a reality so it's basically nothing for us without us we have also seen that uh, uh, programs such as her voice fund have had identified that there is a burden uh, when it comes to HIV, new HIV infections in sub-Saharan Africa, and that they have ensured that they are bringing these adolescent girls and young women to the table to bring out their voices, to represent their communities, to say that these are our needs in country. It's not adolescent girls and young women across Africa, but from specific countries, the 13 countries that so far are implementing her voice fund. And for that, we are truly grateful to Vive Healthcare. We have also seen the, uh, Jenny has highlighted the aspect of uh, sustainability of the project and also them going ahead to ask for a sustainability plan from the organization before funding it. Uh, they have uh, Jenny highlighted about practical funding. So you don't just fund an organization, finish the project, start another one. No, it has to be very practical. And I mentioned earlier about intentional funding as well. And uh, not only do they just fund these particular organizations, they also ensure that they have capacity built them so that it, what they're producing is a wholesome individual who will be able to stand in forums such as UNGA and demand that this is how we go forward when it comes to reducing new um, adolescent girls and young women HIV infections in sub-Saharan Africa. And so 
a great shout out to Viv Healthcare once again for believing in adolescent girls and young women and for working closely with them throughout the years. So thank you so much. And uh, from us at Y Plus Global, my name is Doreen Mora Moracha. I was the moderator of this particular session and I was joined by my guest Jenny from uh, Viv Healthcare. So thank you so much and continue listening to us. Thank you. Thank you.